0: The Meena Time Show featuring Lenny is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet you get with Caesar Rewards. You must be 21 or older. Welcome to a very special bonus edition of the Meena Time Show featuring Lenny. We did one last week with uh, Mitch Schwartz. People seem to like it and I apparently am addicted to putting out extra episodes. So we're going to do another one this week. I- I'm really glad we're doing this. Uh, Brett, Brett Coleman, who's my guest, because this time of year, really even long before this time of year, we just stopped talking about half the NFL. Uh, and the teams we're about to talk about, I actually, yeah, I haven't been talking about for a while. It will, well, they're about to be very relevant when we get to the draft, but the next few weeks, we are going to be talking about the good teams, the playoff teams that is going to winnow and winnow and winnow. So I thought it being the new year and a time for resolutions, uh, even though I didn't have any personally. You and I could go through the worst teams in the NFL and couple with New Year's resolutions for each of them uh, as a way to sort of gift the fan bases with some content because they are starved for it.
1: Yeah, and some of them need something positive to hold on to, just like a, a little morsel of positivity because they're they're down bad
0: (laughs) unless you're a bears fan in which case you're not actually bad but you have the number one pick and i mean you're we're we're still gonna talk about them because they i went through the teams with the worst records and we came up with about i think seven or eight of them um I i should properly introduce you that is brett coleman who is the host of the bootleg football podcast you can also find him on youtube bootleg football is that just what people should enter or
1: uh, yeah, I mean I'm all i now I also do stuff with the Chargers and I do stuff on the NFL channel and we have bootleg and I I I said yes to a lot of things this season and I stretch myself thin like all of us tend to do. Uh that was a mistake and hopefully well, I'll learn from it eventually.
0: Your YouTube is excellent. I feel like as evidenced by the fact that you have a vastly superior audiovisual setup to me. It's a little bit of a power move, <laughs> I feel like, but it's fine. I'll take it. Um because you look great. <laughs> Hello. And uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast form, you can also watch it on YouTube. So uh, the Chargers are on the list of teams we're going to talk about, actually, which is pretty wild to think about. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to bounce all over the place a little bit for this one. Uh, I was going to start with the Bears, but I felt like eh, you can't really start this by talking about a team that's actually not that bad. Let's talk about the team that they're benefiting from, whose badness, rather, they're benefiting from. And that is, of course, the Carolina Panthers, who are down so bad, uh, I think the most of any of these teams, because unlike the rest of them, a few of them, they don't have one of those top picks. They did give it to the Chicago Bears, which makes this question a little bit more complicated for them, Brett. So what would you say is the number one resolution you would give to the Carolina Panthers in 2024?
1: Uh, Well, I'll preface this by saying I'm a moron because I thought the Panthers were actually going to be half decent this year. And challenge for the division because I was looking at him last year and I'm like, okay, the offensive line had some young pieces that played really well. Iki Aquano had a great rookie year. Uh, You know, you're going to get Bryce Young there. He's going to be an upgraded quarterback. Yeah, they could use some weapons, but I didn't think they were like completely bereft of talent. I thought the defense had some good pieces. I like the coaching staff they put together. And then all of a sudden, the offensive line was arguably the worst in the entire NFL, which then kind of snowballed into bad rookie quarterback play, which is accentuated by not great weaponry. And it all just went downhill. And so for me, the New Year's resolution, knowing that they don't have the first overall pick and they got to figure out something here, is help Icky Aquano. Because if they can help Kwanu get back to what he was, at least just as a rookie, I'm not saying he needs to be a top 10 tackle, but at least be serviceable. I mean, he allowed 50 pressures this year. Yeah. That's top four among all left tackles. And part of that, um, you know, I kind of went back and I, I did a deep dive into, okay, how how did those 50 pressures even happen? Over half of them were against stunts and blitzes. And a big part of that was because, they kind of a rotating cast of character at guard. They had nine guards take at least 40 snaps. They had five take at least 150. And when you're not familiar with who's next to you, um, you know, it can cause a lot of issues in terms of picking up blitzes, passing off stunts. I mean, they absolutely got wrecked on stunts this year. So, you know, not that like the free agent veteran guard market is super heavy this year. You know, maybe they have to resort to a trade, but they got to fix guard. Next to a Quanu and give somebody that he trusts to that spot uh, somebody that he can communicate with, because if they don't fix their communication issues on the left side of the line, he's going to continue to struggle, which means Bryce Young is going to continue to struggle, uh, which means more drinks might fly at fans next season.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I share in your blame or your culpability or your gullibility, because I thought this was going to be a good situation for a quarterback. I mean, I was skeptical about the skill group, but I, the offensive line was playing well at the end of the, at the end, pardon me, of the, uh, the previous season and Iquanu in particular, he's a, a play progressed as the season went along last year, but, uh, regressed pretty seriously this season. You identified one of the reasons why I think that's a perfectly good resolution. Um, I'm going to hit the skill group, however, so they don't have that first draft pick, which stinks. And this is an amazing wide receiver draft. Uh, and we'll see if there's, I mean, I have to look at their picks. There might be some willingness to move around in it. Um, but I'm going to go outside of the draft and I wrote, get T Higgins. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> they desperately need a wide receiver. He is the best one. I, I I'm assuming the bucks bring back Mike Evans. Uh, I, I would be very shocked if Mike Evans is in the Tampa Bay buck. Uh, there's some actually pretty interesting options that receiver, but a lot of them I think are on teams who so I think that they're likely to return to. I believe that will be hard for Cincinnati um, to bring back Higgins, given the amount of money he could potentially command. Uh, You got to do whatever it takes to put Bryce Young in a position to succeed. And there's a lot of things they have to do. Coaching, we could hit that as well. Um, But to me, you know, they have a a little bit of cap space, some cap space. I think, Um, not a little bit, Uh, getting a number one wide receiver is at the top of the list for them. I have a question for you.
1: Sure. This is is
0: a toxic question.
1: Okay. Best kind.
0: (laughs) What if they had the first overall pick still?
1: Oh boy. So I, I say, I want to preface this. There's going to be a <laughs> lot of prefacing on this show.
0: So I, said I said it was oh, toxic. I said it was super toxic. It's so and, toxic.
1: And, and and you're asking me to go against uh, one of my favorite humans ever. And Bryce Young He's fellow so modern day Monarch. Lovely person. I, I was watching this kid when he was 16 play at my old high school. I'd go down there on Friday nights. And I remember, so uh, the office coordinator at modern day, I ran into him at a gas station back when I used to go live or I I used to go or used to live in Orange County at the time. And he happened to live over in the neighborhood that was next door to my previous neighborhood. And I ran into him at the gas station. And this was right after I believe JT Daniels went to USC. And we were talking for 45 minutes at the gas pump. And he told me, he's like, hey, I got this kid coming in. His name is Bryce Young. This is before he ever taken a snap at modern day before his junior year. And this offensive coordinator, again, he's worked with JT Daniels, who set all the CIF records. He worked with Matt Barkley. I believe even going back to my my brother's year when Matt Leinert was there, like all the pro quarterbacks, like Colt Brennan, like there was it was tons of them went through this program. Before Bryce Young had ever taken a snap at Mudder he said, this is the best quarterback I have ever been around in my life. And then, of course, went to Bama, won a Heisman, you know, all the you know, first overall pick. Like he lived up to it. I know there's still a good quarterback in there. Like I refuse to believe that there's not a good quarterback in there. That being said, if they had the first overall pick, (laughs) like I love Bryce, but Caleb is, is, Caleb's different. (laughs) He's so different.
0: I mean, yeah. And you can still get a first pick.
1: You can still get a first rounder for Bryce Young probably. Like Minnesota would do it.
0: I don't know. I or don't do know about know that. Having? I don't know if they would. And but and I, I I you know guy was dealt a very tough hand. All these draft takes, by the way, you have to like um like aggregate ag- aggregator proof your opinions because they're all complicated questions. Like the Justin Fields question is so complicated. Might yeah. as well jump right there. The Chicago Bears do have their pick. They are picking first. Um, New resolutions wise, it's pretty obvious. We have to talk about what to do there. Uh, there will be much ink spilled, many podcast hours devoted to this question, much tape grinded, much Justin Fields uh, tape revisited. I reserve the right to change my opinion 20 times between now and April, but at this moment, my year's resolution for the Chicago Bears is to draft a quarterback with the first overall pick, as well as Fields has been playing. Um just for a litany of reasons, the contractual reasons, which I've gone into, you know, the fact that you do get that quarterback on a rookie contract. You really only have a year to evaluate fields before you have to give him more money. The fact that I do really like the top two quarterbacks in this draft, potentially three quarterbacks, by the way, with you know, Jaden Daniels looking so amazing. I really have to dig into his tape more. Um, and also like this is uh I I I I'm a little bit nervous to say this after talking about Carolina, but the Bears right now look like a like a functioning NFL team with a offense or defense pardon me that's ahead of schedule. Yeah, uh, somehow. so I don't yeah, so like you you have the number 1 pick but you didn't earn it. So the rookie quarterback is not being dropped into a horrible situation and you have other you have your own draft pick which is pretty high as well as whatever you'd get for fields to continue building around him. It just seems like you the, it is the ultimate case of like you know when a couple breaks up and it's really nobody's fault and it's just bad timing that's kind of how i feel at the moment
1: so you've you've written a lot in your life um <laughs> you have heard the phrase kill your darlings right yeah my new year's resolution oh. for the bears is to kill their darling and for those that are not familiar with it it's 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 an old, it goes back like 100 years and c- kill your darlings means you know if you're writing something and it could be creative writing anything like that and there's a section that you love dearly it's your darling and you're you're trying to make it work and you're trying to fit it in and 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 you you rewrite it over and over again you're trying to get it in there and it just doesn't fit even though individually it's it's probably something really good it just doesn't fit the story mm. you're trying to write i think justin fields is the darling here and mm. like the bear shouldn't kill him, and trade him <laughs> yes. but like that's, yeah. it just, it's, it's going to work. Like, I think it's going to work, but I don't think it's going to work in Chicago and in Justin's best interest. Like I would love to see him, you know, say the Rams, they need an, an heir apparent to Stafford. I don't know how how long he's going to play. He's still playing great, but you know, mm. like toss a two at Chicago to get Justin Fields to be Stafford's heir apparent. You know, you get the fifth year option, you know, maybe they make one more run with Stafford next year. And then you got, the the year five a cheap year five for Justin Fields to figure out if he's if he can be the guy long term and if not okay fine we'll start over like and I and I think Sean McVay could get the best out of Justin Fields and and for his sake I would love to see that kind of deal happen but for the tough. Bears' sake like
0: yeah. hmm. they
1: they got to do it like you said they got to do it
0: um no I'm like Sean McVay with that quarterback like that is such an interesting uh, proposition there was a moment like in his in between golf and Stafford where he like clearly preferred mobility and they've yeah. had mobile backups, but, um, yeah, well actually, you know what? That's a good jumping off point to my, the team I will talk about next because my New Year's resolution for this team, uh, flows from that. The new England hmm. Patriots <laughs> trade for Justin Fields and, uh, spend pick three on Marvin Harrison, Jr. And prosper. What do you think?
1: uh my one first of all i love it <laughs> but there is a small caveat who's coaching him like it, are we talking like ben, ben uh who who's the oc though <laughs> you know well, if that's, if, that's if, if they yeah you know yeah. cuz i think okay let's say the patriots go get ben johnson if there's like an amicable however amicable but it might be uh amicable parting with Bill Belichick, and then it's like, "Hey, Ben Johnson, we've got a slightly used Justin Fields here at Marvin Harrison Jr. We'll pay you fifteen million a year, whatever you want. Please come coach us. Please come fix him. Gut us, get us out of these depths because the AFC East is a nightmare, and we need firepower. I'm all about it in that in that instance. And my my one hesitation." Is mainly just because I love Justin Fields and I don't want to just send him out there to die. And <laughs> I feel like if you yeah. went to New England, if it's the wrong coach, we'd just be like sacrificing him to the altar of of that franchise right now.
0: Yeah. Um, and it's not just coaching, it's personnel. I, I do yeah. think adding Marvin Harrison Jr. goes a long way. Um, they do there's some issues with that offensive line, which has been a real problem this season. You, they have do you have, been have following
1: the Trent Brown thing, by the
0: way. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really understand what's going on there. Um, They do have a lot of cap space. Uh, So in this Mm -hmm. scenario, I guess my other year's resolution is keep Bill, but take away his GMing privileges, which is probably like impossible and why it won't end well. But they have the third most cap space right now in 2024. So hypothetically, if you traded, say, a second for Fields, you would also have pick three to get Harrison Jr., uh or olu you know if you prefer to go offensive Mm -hmm. line from penn state and then you have a lot of money but last time of course the patriots went shopping it did not end well what is your new year's resolution for new england if not mine
1: uh so it's it's technically also the same as yours but slightly different in the sense that yes marvin because they need a support structure yes quarterback but Instead of trading a two for Justin, because again, I I, I think it's so powerful to have like a five-year, you know, kind of window, trade back into the first round and hope that Michael Penix falls far Ooh.
0: enough.
1: So then you get Marvin, who's unbelievable as a sideline artist, with Michael Penix, who you former Washingtonian know all too well, like how good he is at hitting people down the sideline. Uh, And if you get that, those two together for five years, maybe six years,
0: that's cheaply.
1: So I think you and I are kind of like same neighborhood, but slightly different houses.
0: They're definitely going to be one of the more interesting quarterback. And like, we both had the bears trading or, pardon me, drafting a quarterback this all goes to hell if the bears decide to keep fields and trades that pick and and new England would be potentially one of the teams that would want to just jump one spot. Uh, We'll see how the draft shakes out by way, We're working right now on the pre week 18 version of the draft. The bears are locked in, but beyond that it's obviously pretty chaotic depending on, there's going to be so many perverse outcomes at play, by the way, in the final halves of games in week 18. But yeah, the um, if the Bears do decide to keep fields, it's open season for that pick. And um, if I'm the Bears, Brett, I would love to just trade hop a spot and get Harrison Jr. or Olu, who happen to be both players that fit their needs quite well. Uh, so I would think that uh, the team's picking, you know, three, four, five, have a pretty good shot at it if they're willing. Like, I actually feel like because the Bears, again, have looked so much better and because that defense is a little bit ahead of schedule, it's not, they're not in a situation where it's like, get everything possible, load up on picks, go crazy. They can be a little bit more targeted and it's more appealing to them to try to stay and get one of those blue chippers near the top.
1: The Holy Grail, um, and this is under the assumption that they keep fields, right? The Holy Grail scenario that was brought up to me was a double trade down. You trade down to two for whoever wants Caleb. Then you trade down again for whoever wants Drake May. Let's say you're sitting at three. Somebody wants to come up to get Marvin. Make it worth our while. Fine. And then you don't go past like seven or eight, right? You get Malik Neighbors at like seven or eight. Then you get Roma Dunze at 10. (laughs) <laughs> and you roll out there with Justin Fields, Malik Neighbors, Roma Dunze, DJ Moore, and 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 you still have like 40 first round picks next year, whatever you do from this like triple trade. Like that, if you really believe in Justin Fields, you just make the most overpowered possible roster. And I think that's the way they do it.
0: You did literally the, you know, the meme with the uh, enlightened brain expanding, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> adding more and more layers to that offense. Oh, my God. Has anyone ever had more power than Ryan Poles does right now? No. He's literally like Magneto or whoever the most uh, buffed up uh, superhero <laughs> is in that universe. It's crazy how much control he has. Uh, yeah. Uh, his phone is the 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 messages being sent to him right now. I can only imagine that is a cool idea. Would you do that over? Well, whatever. The Okay, put that's a whole other discussion. I mean, if um, I if I get
1: neighbors and a Dunze yeah, instead crazy. of just Marvin. Oh my God, it's hard yeah. to say no.
0: It's really hard to say no. As good as DJ Moore has been playing, too. That's an, that's a sick offense. Um, the Commanders are like in a much easier spot because. Right now they're sitting at two and they actually need a quarterback. It's not like the bears. There's no difficult decision to be made here. you do not trade out of that spot. If you're the Washington commanders, you stay right there and you take a quarterback, you take one of the two awesome quarterbacks uh, who are available to them. Um, I think so. That's pretty obvious resolution, but we don't even really have to like dig into it at this point. I think um, what they really need to do <laughs> uh is fix the defense. I still don't mm-hmm. quite understand why they traded away both Montez sweat and chase young. That does not, did not make sense to me, sense to me, pardon yeah. me. Um, I made sense to keep one of those players, but, uh, they so they need edge. They, it's funny. The, uh, producer of this show is a commander's fan. He wrote everyone, but the defensive tackles and cam curl must go. <laughs> He's not well, wrong. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen. Uh, but they do have they do have serious needs, particularly, you know, edge and corner being and, and linebacker to some degree. I guess Jamie Davis is still there being you, you gotta fix the defense.
1: And I I struggle with the best way to do that because let's just say they're getting Caleb or May, whoever it is, right? You you kind of want an offensive coach to Ease along the development like they got weapons, you know, they still need some pieces in the offensive line, but like they got weapons. And so I'd look at like a guy like Bobby Sloak who managed to bring along CJ Stroud really well, despite starting the year with 80% of their starting offensive line injured. They were down to their fourth string center and they were still able to scheme up. Really sound protection for him. They leaned into six and seven man protections. They prioritized protection more than anything, and then trusting their talented quarterback to make the throws when not under pressure. And I think that Bobby Slow would be great for either Caleb or May in that regard. But at the same time, the head coach for CJ Stroud is D'Amico Ryans, who took it upon himself to make sure that nobody could score more than like 20 points so that our rookie quarterback didn't have to score 35. So now I'm looking at like, okay, would Mike McDonald be the best option there? And then you hope that he can hire a good OC to develop a Caleb or a May. I'm not sure what the right answer is there, mm. but either, I mean, if they go defense, it's got to be Mike McDonald, but I, yeah, I, well, I can't actually, I can't really think of any other defensive coaches that might get hired this year, but if one does, it's going to be him or you get one of the hotshot young OCs and hope that you get a new Sean McVay.
0: I, I want to be clear. I laughed when you said hire Bobby Slowick because the producer also wrote hire Bobby Slowick. Slow, <laughs> pardon me, and then wrote send Ron Rivera on a riverboat ride to pasture. Uh,
1: my my actual uh, resolution, by the way, is just called get me Bobby Slowick. So I think hey, we're on the
0: same page. I I, I I think this is a it's it's a very attractive job for an offensive coach. I think it's a lot less attractive for a defensive coach, um, yeah. though organizationally that makes you want the defensive coach like McDonald, you know, I, it is, you know, I I think Mike McDonald is and should be the number one coaching candidate in this cycle. Uh, Maybe he's not is, Mm -hmm. I think he should be. However, he is working with really good players. I think sometimes that gets lost. Uh, I was just talking to someone, another uh, defensive coordinator today about Roquan Smith and how (laughs) just like he's playing out of his mind right now Stop and how that. key he is to everything they do. And like, I think McDonald deserves a ton of credit. I think he is him in defense right now, mm-hmm. but he's the best spine in the NFL, you know, the linebacker and safety position. So uh that would be quite a, a shift in personnel for him. If he were to go to Washington, Um but yeah, yeah. that's an interesting hire. I, but yeah, I, it's a lot of work to be done. They do have, a lot of cap space that they can spend also, by the way, on defense. So <laughs> if I was
1: going to hire Mike McDonald, would be like, okay, do whatever you did with Jadavian Clowney and Kyle Van Noy. And, and just do that with our guys. And, or bring, and or bring us
0: like low cost vets and do that with them. Cause that's
1: yeah. what those guys were. <laughs> Which he's good at. He's good.
0: Yeah, at. he is. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by.
1: It's only a kick, pressure. a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this.
0: Adidas. Let's do the, let's jump to the Arizona Cardinals staying at the top of the draft. They were picking a two. They are now set at four at the moment. Uh, Jonathan Gannon, their head coach, was very loud, loudly saying they're going to keep Kyler Murray, who's been playing pretty well for them. The whole offense looks a lot better now. Uh, you know, I don't believe him necessarily. Uh, this is, of course, the infamous, uh, I talked about this on my pod, the Josh is our guy franchise, uh, but that that's uh pardon me i i'm doing i i don't mean to speak internet there's a famous tweet from the arizona (laughs) cardinals where they put out a photo of josh rosen and said josh is our guy in quote i forget if it was their gm i think it was steve time and then immediately they traded josh um i so if they're at four they'd have to move to take a quarterback and I, I And they would also take a massive cap hit if they moved on from Kyler, who knows what kind of trade value. My resolution for them is not quarterback centric. Um, there's a lot of needs on this roster. Uh, I wrote all of them, but wide receiver, cornerback, edge are probably the three ones that jump out the most. Um, so my resolution is that they need to address all of those things with their copious cap space and picks, uh, Brett at the moment next year, the highest cap hit for a wide receiver on their roster. Can you guess the player?
1: Oh man. Is it Greg Dorch?
0: It's not Greg Dorch. He's actually pretty <laughs> good. It's Zach um, Pastel.
1: Oh God. For Less what, than like $3 million. million dollars. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <It's laughs> like <says> Four <laughs> catches this season. <laughs> Uh, so they desperately need Marquis Hollywood Brown is, is not on the roster next year. He's a free agent. So desperately need receiver. Maybe Marvin's there. neighbors. This is an awesome draft for wide receivers. Maybe you trade down. We'll see how things shake out. There are many needs, but that is one of them and one that needs to be addressed.
1: And that's the primary reason why my resolution for them is just trade down, you know, do what they did last year, uh, you know, with the Houston deal and they made a bet last year. They thought Houston was not going to be a good team, so the pick would be higher than it is. It might end up being in the 20s if Houston makes the playoffs. Um, but I think they do the same thing because, like you said, it's kind of a, a roster that needs a lot. And if you already have your quarterback, and we think they have the coach because they're playing their butt off for Gannon, and he seems to to really have uh, – uh, it kind of gives, gives like year one Dan Campbell vibes where it's like, hey, they're not very good, but they play really hard. I I I kind of get similar vibes there, but they just need dudes, and it took Detroit a while to get dudes. And so I would I would trade down. Like if they're at four and you're not getting Marvin, um, hell, even if Marvin's on the board, like you could get a pretty hefty sum yeah. for him. If if quarterback go one through three and then Marvin's there, trade down a little bit. And again, you're picking up either neighbors or Odunze to be your new wide receiver one. Later in the first round, you're picking between whoever CB one is, which is probably going to be. Wiggins or maybe Taryn Arnold. Uh, you got Dallas Turner, uh, Braylon Trice, who I love from Washington as an edge option, or you just double dip at receiver and you go neighbors and like Ad Mitchell or something. And you give Kyler guys to throw to, and you say, okay, we'll figure out edge later in the draft, but at least we're going to be able to score points. Like there's a lot that you can do, but it's predicated on them trading down and then trading down as much as humanly possible. And just kind of doing a shotgun approach similar to the Rams last year when they had 14 picks. But when you have 14 picks, it gives you such a wide surface area for luck that you can luck into getting a Puka Nakula. You can luck into getting a Kobe Turner or a Byron Young, but you're only going to get those guys. If you have enough picks to just roll the dice over and over and over again and and hope they hit
0: trade down is a good resolution for all these teams. (laughs) For most of them generally. Yeah. Unless you need a quarterback,
1: you trade Uh, down.
0: Well, that brings me to the giants. Uh, this is, I think, one of the trickier spots in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, They're currently picking five. I think there are two routes that I have been going back and forth on. Mm. I will tell you the resolution I settled on. You can probably guess what the alternate route is. I wrote draft to Olu, the left tackle out of Penn State, and. um I would put, uh, ask him to play on the right side because you only you have a good left tackle and nothing else. The other option is quarterback, and mm-hmm. maybe they should do that. But, God, that's a horrible situation for a young yeah. quarterback. I mean, the offensive line is 32nd in just about every – 32nd in pass-block win, 32nd PFF grades. They're, they've been hurt, but it's just bad. It's really bad. And part of me, Brett, wants to say take – Take, you know, take Jaden Daniels there. But don't you feel like he'd be set up to fail if they did that?
1: It would it wouldn't feel great. (laughs) You know, and again, there's when we were going into this year in Houston and we were looking at um, it's like, okay, we like the tackles, the interior. We're not sure. And like we like Nico Collins, but we haven't really seen him. Break out yet, and then of course you know get a good quarterback, and all of a sudden you put up a thousand yards. Who knew? And it's like we like Tank Dell, but he's never played a snap. And, and you know we like Dalton Schultz, but you know, he's he top ten tight end? And then all of a sudden you get the guy in there, and everything gets elevated. Yeah, everything, right? And so if you believe in Dable to be a good enough developer of quarterbacks and a good enough designer of offense overall, to Help whoever is the young quarterback there grow and develop and everything like that. Then I think you kind of have to take your shot and you hope that he elevates what is there already. And at the same time, you hedge your bets. You go hard in March to either trade for or sign more weapons. Um, you know, you pray to whatever football deities are up there that like JC Latham is there in the second round so you can get your right tackle or like Mims from Georgia or whoever, like you still got to address offensive line, but you're doing it in in round two instead of round one. But if you think that Jaden Daniels is the guy, you kind of have to hope that he elevates what's there. And what really would sting is if they have a shot at taking him and they don't, and then he goes somewhere he ends up else. Being
0: a dude, yeah, that's how I you need get to, fired. You know, I need to dig into him more. Um, I have not watched him as much as the other two quarterbacks. I've not watched him on tape, and I everyone I trust really, really likes him. So
1: you're going to get distracted by their receivers, but he's fun.
0: <laughs> I watched uh, Michael Penix Jr. I can I'm incapable of being more distracted by receivers. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, and I think oh boy, it would be. I am sure that fan base would rather go quarterback than anything after
1: what? I, I no. think they're finally, and, and I mean, I know you get it on Twitter just as much as I do <laughs> for our reaction to that pick. pick. Uh, you, yeah. yeah. You and I had very similar reactions to it. And I think after what is it five years, I think they're finally like, okay, we're, we're ready I, to move on. Let's do this.
0: I comes in waves for me every now and then when he has a good game, I get uh, see you idiot, and then he's yeah, bad and then he fumbles three times the next week. Yeah. The week. <laughs>
1: um,
0: okay, well, I, I I gave them Olu. I this the Titans are very, I think, very clear. You just got to fix the offensive line, and they're oh, yeah. not picking there. Let's see where they're picking at the moment. I don't I mean they're not picking at the very top. Um, I imagine they're probably around 10 or something, but um, oh, they're seven now. Well, that's nice. So, you know, you're getting into some pretty good alts there. You know, there's some pretty good mm-hmm. players. You got to fix the offensive line. The young quarterback showed you enough this year to see what you got next year. Um, You know, you probably need skill players as well, though, you know, I, I we'll see what Burks was heard a lot, but offensive line is just so clearly the glaring, gaping hole on this team.
1: They need both tackle spots and a center. I, I wouldn't even hate it if they double up. And even if it's, Hey, we're trading from the top of the second back into the first to get both these tackles for five, maybe six years, you're taking whether Olu or Alt in the top 10. And then I don't think Fawaga is going to fall far enough to be like within trade up range. Cause after the top two tackles, the next four can kind of go into any, any order, maybe like a Jordan Morgan's there in the late first, they could, they could try to find a way to trade up, but like they got to get bookends. Cause if you're looking at the free agent tackle market, nothing there and it's not like teams are willing to trade startable tackles like if if somebody's willing to trade you a tackle it means that they shouldn't start so like the the only real way to fix it is through the draft and you hope they hit i would double up because even if you're only hitting on 50 percent, at least you're getting one you know so like they got to do it like first second third pick all offensive line
0: Man, that's such a good point about the tackle position and the the need to draft there because of the, the, um, unavailability of good tackles in free agency. I mean, there's a reason Andre Dillard was available for you guys. Like they, yeah. you know, you you, you uh, offensive line is very hard to, to bolster, um, that way. And it just is, yeah, this is never going to be a functional offense until they can fix that. We are wrapping with the Chargers. I'll let you go first. This is kind of your account. You mentioned cool. earlier, you do some work with them uh, suddenly uh, picking at six right now, which is very exciting for a roster that has a lot of needs, a roster that was a lot less talented than I think people thought going into the season. Uh, and yeah, I feel like we could go in a lot of directions here. I think I know where you're gonna go, but what would be your nearest resolution for the uh, LA Chargers? And I, this goes beyond the draft, of course.
1: Yeah, I think it's more of just a a macro resolution, which is save us, Jim Harbaugh. You're our only hope. Like that Ooh. is that's the resolution. If they win the Natty, um, hell, even if they don't win the Natty, he might be gone because I think Jim's just tired of dealing with the NCAA. And But especially if he wins it, he will have proven everything that he needs to prove in college. He will have beaten Ohio State three times in a row. He would have taken control of the Big Ten. He would have won a national championship. But the one thing that is still eluding him is a Super Bowl. He lost his only shot at it to his brother. Um, And we know that he adores Justin Herbert. We also know that he adores California. Like, he's a West Coast coach. He spent a lot of time on the West Coast. He loves it out there loves the weather. Um, I think it's a very attractive job for him. And and I don't have any direct knowledge of this from the Chargers themselves, but just people around the league that I have chit-chatted with about it, where I'm like, what do you think about Harbaugh to the Chargers? All of them are like, oh yeah, that's the one, right? And at first I thought, okay, well, is he going to be too expensive for what the Chargers want to pay? And I've been told in no uncertain terms, that they are they don't really have a budget for this. It's just whatever we got to pay to get a great coach that they're going to pay. Because they 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 understand the window they have with Justin Herbert. They don't want to waste that. And so all bets are off at this point. They're going to go all in to get whoever they want. And I have to imagine that Harbaugh, a proven winner, is at the top of that list.
0: I would like that. I I, personally as someone who roots for chaos and entertainment and (laughs) would love the, the character that is the insane personality that is Jim Harbaugh back in league. I think it would be good for that offense. And I think, um, yeah, I, I, I feel like they have to go like, big picture leader organizational guy, Mm -hmm. as opposed to like the next hotshot defensive or offensive coordinator. So that makes a lot of sense. It's why so many people associated them with Peyton for a while um, before he took the Broncos job. I I, I'm going roster and I'm not just zeroing in on that six pick. Uh, This is everything, although they will not have money to spend. So it really is about the draft. They got to get faster on both sides of the ball. This is an aging roster with a lot of holes corner edge receiver there's other needs too they but the, uh, running back also I, those are the four things i targeted and they're just needs and this is uh, again on both sides of the football they 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 are slow um six is a fascinating spot especially because of the receivers who are available It it is uh, one of those things where like everyone is gonna want to give them like a sexy wide receiver pick, and I don't know if they'll do that because of all the needs. This is a team that strikes me as one that should probably trade down because they can't spend money and because they have so many holes. Um, And if they do trade down, and it's what they probably should, they can address some of them. So uh, yeah,
1: they're gonna have to they're gonna have to dangle QB three or QB four out there and say who wants them right. Yeah, um, they won't they won't trade with Vegas because they don't want to risk giving Vegas a franchise quarterback. But like if Kevin O'Connell
0: mm. is in
1: love with Jaden Daniels and, and I, I don't think people realize like how hard the Vikings tried to trade up for Anthony Richardson last year. Mm. Like the haul that they put on the table was massive. Like abs like they were going to give away the entire farm and all the cow like all of it. They're going to give everything but it uh, takes two to tango their trade partner thought that they were going to be too good. Uh, and so they, they went elsewhere, but, uh, cause they didn't want low picks. They wanted high picks. Right. I, I still think Minnesota is going to try to make a move. Like if they're, I think they're at 12 right now. Um, and, and Jaden Daniels, I feel is just, he's a Kevin O'Connell type of quarterback to me, like Penix as well, but I, I really do. Um, I really do think that the added mobility and and all the stuff that you can do with him in the run game is, is kind of a, a factor there. And I, (laughs) I mean, if they tried and failed to get Anthony Richardson last year for that exact reason, I have to imagine Daniels is on the list too. So if they can go up and get him, I think they will. And the natural trade partner for me would be the chargers. You move down six spots, you pick up a bunch of extra picks for a roster that desperately needs them. And you figure out, best player at that spot
0: unless the giants who are picking right before them go like (laughs) fall in love with Daniels and go quarterback. Yeah. It's going to be a fascinating draft just because of the number of teams that need quarterbacks. We alluded to, you know, Pittsburgh and new England, Atlanta as well. Um, no idea how that shakes out, but I do know this, uh, the chargers with Jim Harbaugh would be extremely, extremely funny. So I hope that happens. Uh, (laughs) Brett, thank you so much for joining us. This is really fun. Uh, I hope all of these things happen, but I'm sure only a fraction of them will because the draft chaos is only beginning. We'll have to have you back on once there's actually more clarity. We know where these teams are picking and we can talk about what they should do. Everybody, uh, check out the Bootleg Football Podcast. Check out Brett on YouTube and uh, also on Twitter. Thank you so much for joining.
1: Thank you, and uh, say hi to Lenny for me.
0: He tried to say hi earlier. I just (laughs) not (laughs)